1: What's good, Internet? Welcome to the SyrupCast, otherwise known as the Mobile Syrup Podcast. If you've never listened to the SyrupCast, it's a podcast where we, a bunch of tech journalists, excuse me, tech writers, there are no tech journalists at the table presently, according to uh, one frequent podcast listener. In any case, we talk about the week that was in tech. In this case, it's the week of March 11th, and we're on episode 111. This week, I'm joined by the regular cast at Mobile Syrup, including Patrick O'Rourke, What's up, Igor? Not too much. How are you, sir?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Plan Zelda.
1: You're a happy camper, then. <laughs> uh, Rose Bihar?
2: Hey,
3: hey. Good to be here on this, the 111th episode of this great podcast.
1: The 11th hour episode, one might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last, but certainly not least, we have Jessica Vamero.
4: Hi, Igor. How you doing?
1: I'm good. And on recording duties, we have Douglas Soltis. Thank you for helping us, Douglas. Great. Uh, With Mobile uh, World Congress behind us, we turn our attention back to Canada this week. But first, let's listen to some royalty-free sick beats. So welcome back to the Syrupcast. Um, Before we get into the topics this week, uh, I just wanted to talk briefly about the wonderful feature that rose did for the website that website is of course mobile syrup.com if you've never visited on the internet web uh rose please tell us about the feature
3: all right let's break it down so unlocking fees have been a bit of a hot topic lately since the review of the wireless code Mm -hmm. freedom says get them out of here a lot of public uh, consumer interest groups say get them out of here too um, but then a lot of the other carriers are sort of fighting that. And CRTC hasn't really made a stance on it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the midst of all that, we, we decided to look into unlocking fees and how much they are at each carrier and what are the guidelines to getting your phone unlocked and a little bit of just what is the process of unlocking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all on Mobile Syrup. Check it out and let us know. We have a poll going up about... Uh, unlocking so just weigh it's, in
2: it's live already it's it'll be live. live it'll be live when they listen to this
3: that's absolutely true
2: what, what i thought was most surprising was that every carrier charges the same amount mm-hmm. to unlock phones apart i didn't, from I didn't know one. that yeah but the only one that's freedom. different is freedom yeah, yeah yeah
3: freedom and they it were the ones thing uh, <laughs> they're calling for it but they're like we still need to charge 30 dollars because everybody else is charging 50
1: yeah Uh, So on that note, I think uh, it's a perfect segue into the main topic we want to talk about this week, which is uh, the Competition Bureau, which this week or uh, yes, earlier this week, John Peckman, the uh, Commissioner, uh, Competition Bureau Commissioner, excuse me, said, quote, I think consumers have a big responsibility to also push incumbents such as the big three in the telco sector by shopping around and being prepared to switch. If they step up, I believe they can reduce prices significantly from the posted pricing. This could undermine the coordination that you see. Understandably so. This (laughs) statement uh, drew a lot of ire from both our commenters and I think... Public at large? Public at large. Yes. Uh, Yes. There's Uh, some
3: public in our studio (laughs) right now.
2: I don't know if you heard Uh, them.
1: Again, thanks to Douglas for the fantastic sound effects this Royalty week. Royalty free, I hope. Royalty free, yes. Freedom bear. Um, Yeah, so how do we start about talking about us? I guess Rose, um, you as someone who uh, worked at the telcos have first-hand experience with just how much Canadians um, are willing to fight for their for better rate plan. So do you want to how about we start this discussion by just right. telling us about your experiences? And then you guys can also jump in with your experiences.
3: So to my mind, uh, this John Peckman uh, statements are, are a bit of an LOL because if, if you look, he's kind of insinuating that there's this, you know, and it goes along with the stereotype of Canadians that we're tame and we're gentle and we don't ask what for what we, you know, really want and we just mm-hmm. put up with things. Um, But if you go into any Bell Rogers or Telus or uh, subsidiary store, you will find and you talk to those people who work there. They'll tell you that they get screamed at in and out every day Mm -hmm. because of uh, the practices that are coming from above, that they don't really have any say over right. Mm -hmm. You know, they they don't have say over the prices, they don't have say over unlocking fees, Um, but they're bearing the brunt of this extreme anger. I mean, I've almost been punched in the face as a woman. And I mean, I'm I'm sure, like I know my male colleagues have had physical fights where guys were like, meet me outside the store. I mean, that's not exactly gentle and tame, right? Canadians are asking in the strongest way imaginable for lower prices. what we need and what a lot of com- commenters were saying is we need the CRTC <laughs> to stand, step in and to help that run smoothly, to help yeah. make that better.
1: So the irony of Peckman's statement is that, you know, we as citizens of Canada elected officials who created the competition borough under the express understanding mm-hmm. that it would represent canadians and try to level the playing field right so i think there's some kind of disconnect here right
3: (laughs) yeah there's absolutely a disconnect i mean um it's it's a really strange and interesting thing for a bureaucrat who's in the competition bureau Mm -hmm. to tell to then put the onus on the people that they are trying to protect
1: and particularly after you know, I think approving the MTS sale, which in a lot of ways takes away of a very takes away a very viable fourth player, right? And we see in these provinces like Quebec, uh, you know, just last week I wrote about that uh, data plan deal in Quebec where you could get ten gigabytes for twenty five dollars. Yep. that's unheard of in Ontario, which you know, sorry to Freedom Mobile, doesn't have a viable uh, fourth player. Not <laughs> uh, as good, yeah. So. Patrick and Jess, let's say we humor the competition bureau for a moment. And, uh, Rose, of course you can, uh, you know, add your suggestions as well. What tips would you give to Canadian consumers? (laughs) I've, I've never
2: like personally called. I've been with, what have I been with? Bell? Uh, no, with Virgin, then Rogers, then now with Kudo. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never called and like demanded my bill to be lowered for, Mm -hmm. for whether it's, um, like internet services or wireless services. Uh, but I have friends that have done that and they've, mm-hmm. they've been like, I've been a, I've been a customer for 15 years or 10 years or whatever and, mm-hmm. and wheeled and dealed and they, they sat on the phone for like an hour and escalated it and were able to get, um, discounts on their bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never done that one. Cause like, that's not really who I am. I, I wouldn't like having that horrible conversation with this person on the other end who doesn't really care and is just trying to do their job. I don't need to make their life miserable, mm-hmm. um, to save like 10 bucks. But uh, with that said, uh, our plans here are very expensive, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that um, what was his name? The the comments from the dude on BNN can't remember his name. John Peckman. John Peckman. Peckman. John Peckman. I like it. Just seems very out of touch um, with how the actual market works. His comments, like mm-hmm. people can get cheaper plans. Yes, um, you can complain and you can get a cheaper plan. There's things that. Uh, customer service reps have in their back pockets to, to try to keep people happy especially in the c- customer retention side of things i know a lot of people mm-hmm. that work um, in that area at the telecoms but i i don't think canadians should have to do that i think there should already be plans offered that are reasonable and affordable um uh,
1: yeah before we get to you jess i just wanted to ask you rose um isn't it safe to say that In some sense these carriers have already structured a strategy and kind of their retention department to prevent you from switching right
3: right? yeah so let's talk about that um the people in the store don't have much authority over what they get to do in Mm -hmm. terms of changing plans they Mm -hmm. can change them to in-market plans and in-market promotion plans Um, But the people with the real authority are in the Mm -hmm. retention department on the phone. Mm -hmm. So even if you come into the store, the people in the store are going to hand you a phone and Mm -hmm. dial up the retention department and get you to speak with them. Which, If and only if you are threatening to cancel your account, you Mm -hmm. can't just say. Put me on the phone with the tra- retention most of the time. That's not going to work. You have most to say time. that
2: I, I would like to cancel my account. And Absolutely. Then they'll pay your retention. Yeah,
3: it has to get to already sort of an unpleasant point. Mm-hmm. And when you're on the phone, they can then offer you the things that they need to offer you. And mm-hmm. only at the last minute will they then cancel.
2: Like account. what I was saying, too. Like I, I know friends that have crazy cell phone deals compared. Well, crazy comparatively to what we actually pay normal prices in, in Canada, but they've Put in that effort. They like called and complained and and said that they're going to cancel their plan, even though they're not going to cancel it, mm-hmm. um, in order to get those plans. And and beyond being
3: unpleasant, that actually takes a lot of time. There are many people out there who oh, might yeah. have the tenacity to do so, but don't have the hours in the day totally to spend mm-hmm. that time. Because
1: you're time. on the phone for a long. You time. you are yeah. And it's also something of a zero sum game in the sense that if you fail you know, to take advantage of this retention agent, what is your alternative? You go to one of the other big carriers who have the same deals. Yeah. You pay the exact same amount. <laughs> right. So yep. uh, generally the same amount within yeah. like
2: five to five bucks, ten bucks.
1: Yeah. Which is not a meaningful savings. Uh, but Jess, I interrupted you, so please
4: Oh uh, no that's okay, Igor. Um I was going to say that just an interesting uh, angle I guess. The uh the reason that Bell ended up Ended up, The reason that the CRTC ended up deciding that you weren't allowed to sub over Canadian ads mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl is because they had got enough customer complaints. Mm-hmm. So I would say that speak if we're going to humor this entirely out of touch statement by John Peckman, make your complaints to the CRTC mm-hmm. rather than the, the uh, carrier that kind of looks at that goes directly to them and a lot of what the CRTC does is based directly on the complaints that they receive Mm -hmm. from Canadians so maybe an alternative way of looking at that Um, but I actually wrote up this story and while I was watching this video I'm sitting here thinking like what the heck is this man talking about (laughs) um but it really seems that he wants Canadians to do exactly what Patrick's saying his friends do, mm-hmm. which shouldn't be necessary. It should be it should be implied that this is you get the common courtesy of not having to mm-hmm. argue for hours on the phone to get a deal that you believe is reasonable. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's kind of the reason behind the outrage behind this statement. But I don't know an alternative action plan: complain to the CRTC. <laughs>
1: exactly. great, great points, all. Um, so let's say we were to complain to the CRTC, what would you demand for?
3: I would, I I think we're coming to some sort of like in terms of plan prices specifically. Mm -hmm. Yes. um, In terms of plan prices specifically, I would want to make sure that the uh, no term pricing remains. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know we're getting further and further away from having any sort of benefit to owning your own phone. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see maybe a different uh, sort of arrangement for, for how we work out subsidized plans versus non-subsidized mm-hmm. plans. Uh, so people have a little more leniency.
1: Yeah.
2: Patrick? I want unlimited data, but we can't have that. So <laughs> just overload the pipes, right? It would yeah. blow up the network. <laughs> <laughs> We're highly,
3: highly considering making a t-shirt of that, by the way, everyone, that mm-hmm. will go on the syrup
1: shop. Also. Check out the syrup shop. we got great t-shirts, including a dongle life, Patrick's favorite. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I'd like to say that I played, played a role in that shirt's creation. Uh,
1: Jess, your suggestions to the uh, CRTC slash Competition Bureau?
4: Um, I think that Canadians can make more of an impact by... Complaining to the CRTC and there are actually ways to file complaints on the website, by the way, Mm -hmm. for people that are listening that weren't aware of that. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people are aware of that, Mm -hmm. Um, but you can go and file a complaint on the website with the CRTC. But if you're going to complain, I would complain about something directly related to the wireless code because Mm -hmm. the CRTC is obligated to uphold that regardless of of whether Mm -hmm. they agree with you or not. Mm-hmm. So, take a look at what the carriers are are required to provide you: some transparency, some clear language, the ability to cancel your plan without too much trouble, mm-hmm. um, and try to complain to one of those specific things, and they'll have to answer you.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a question to all of you once again: I mean, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Is you know, is there a future where we might see more reasonable plans?
3: Um, gosh. That's difficult. We did see some comments saying, um, l- "Open the borders and let the Americans yeah, in, and uh, then you'd have you'd yeah. have everything that you wanted." Um, I I don't see a ended sight for or a, a look at the end of the tunnel, whatever you'd like to say, mm-hmm. for quite a few years, um, at least, because
1: if ever right? changed, I, I
3: imagine, though. like you know, the <laughs> the way that we have this set up, Bell Rogers and us have. Have been in control for a very long time mm-hmm. and they've been very capable of keeping it that way um you know perhaps if we see a little more re- regulation enforcing fourth carrier options or maybe if we do see some american options that could be that could change mm-hmm.
2: i don't think it's going to change anytime soon
1: yeah I, I, and i don't think one the american option isn't an option because i don't what american Telco, like Verizon, is going to come and be like, oh, you know, there's 30 million people here. But, like, you know, um, the majority of them are in cities like, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. But who's going to put up the money to build out the Uh, infrastructure in rural Canada? It's too
2: small of a market for big U.S. players and the population's Mm -hmm. concentrated in major cities. Yeah. Like, sure, maybe it would be worth it if you could build up the infrastructure to get out to rural communities, but that's mm-hmm. going to cost a lot of money. And I don't think yeah. any, any U.S. telecom wants to invest that yeah. much money to make that happen.
3: It's not likely. Perhaps you could see some sort of partnerships between big U.S. and Canadian carriers making some sort of difference. Yeah. But, it, yeah. I, mean,
2: I, yeah. Know, I wonder if like yeah. the CRTC would let that happen.
1: Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And I mean, also don't see like Shaw being, you know, there was uh, someone, you know, like I was talking, uh, or T-Mobile is often the example that people are like, oh, why can't we have a T-Mobile and the, the fact of T-Mobile is it has 30 million subscribers, so more subscribers than all three Canadian carriers put together, right? And it has a market cap that's far bigger than any of those three companies, right? There's no, this market can't support that kind of a player, you right. know, to be that disruptive. They have well, I mean, crazy they... good plans, too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, they they don't, but they don't need to, like, it would just be an added however much uh, amount of customers that they Mm -hmm. could potentially tap into. I could see the interest being there for Mm -hmm.
1: them. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, As usual, this is something that we'll probably, you know, or uh, I shouldn't say probably, we will keep uh, (laughs) following um, as it develops. Um, For the time being, I think, you know, sorry, Haas, you're out of luck. Um, But There is a bit of good news this week, and that good news is that uh, Google Assistant arrived in Canada. That is, uh, I should say, arrived on non-Pixel devices. So if you had or if you have an Android device that's running Marshmallow and up, so uh, Nugget included, uh, you got a Google Play services update, or at least you should have. And if you now long press on the home button, uh, you will get Google Assistant popping up and saying like, hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Google oh. Assistant. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I guess, how excited are we for Google Assistant?
3: Hello, Google Assistant. I so I've been using a Pixel for a little while, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a fun and friendly assistant. But I I can't say I use it too much. Mm-hmm. You can you can play games on it. You can uh, you can sort of ask it things like, you uh, know, let me see if we can. Have a little conversation. So a special guest appearance. Okay, Google, tell me a cat fact.
0: Cat Health out. Network says that the Cheshire Cat in Lewis Carroll's novel, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, is a British shorthair. Just in case you're wondering if you spotted him.
1: Good okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
2: Say hey, more you know. Thanks, Google okay. Assistant.
4: It's a little, thanks, Google.
2: I switch between using the iPhone 7 and the pixel. Those are my two like daily driver phones um, and the amount of times that I've used Google Assistant since mm-hmm. I've had the pixel since I reviewed it, since I've been using it, I can count on one one hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never found voice assistance very useful. I'd rather just find the information myself. I usually find it find that I am able to find the information sometimes quicker mm-hmm. um, but often more accurate accurate Mm -hmm. accurately as well Mm -hmm. um but i know that there's there's a segment of people that use smartphones out there that find it find it very useful um and i think that google assistant
1: is probably one of the best ones Mm -hmm. uh so the other piece of news that also dropped uh this week and it was just this morning was that um google has started testing canadian french with assistant so uh you know more so than the canadian angle it's obvious that Google is, you know, they want this to scale up to a variety of different languages. Uh, And so I think where we focus the uh, brunt of today's discussion on assistant is like, where do you see kind of this assistant? And it seems clear that now assistants have become one of those kind of tech battlegrounds like chat apps. Um, Where do you see assistant kind of falling in that spectrum? You know, we have, uh, obviously Siri on Apple's end of uh, the yard, but we also have Alexa, you know, from uh, Amazon and uh, Rose, you pointed mm-hmm. out to me that the LG G6, for instance, uh, I believe one of the rumors uh, going into the launch of it was that it was going to come with Alexa as well on top right. of assistant, right. It's yep. to give users that choice. doesn't look like it does though. It doesn't. Right. No. Uh, and I think the reason for that was they just didn't feel it was quite ready to be used on smartphones. Um, though you have to ask like what is what are kind of the conditions for that when the right. assistant doesn't right. seem th- quite ready i think there's
2: also like regional issues with that too cuz yeah. alexa's yeah. not like, I have an Echo and Alexa, but you can't officially buy it in Canada. So maybe For that sure. was played into it yeah. to some yeah. Though
3: there have been some products with Alexa that have come to Canada. Have they? So have a smart watch, maybe one or two smart watches. Yeah, so there's that smart watch,
2: The yeah. Pebble yeah. Core, I believe it was the Pebble Core was supposed to have it, but that never came out. There's There's been a few smart watches. I think you're right. They're, I can't remember. Yeah, anymore.
3: yeah. yeah. Obviously not widespread. Also, Motorola um, announced that there was a mod that they were developing that would oh, yeah. have... Wexa built into yeah. it which kind of led people to think okay well how how much of a collaboration is going to go on between amazon and, and motorola yeah. in the
2: future
1: so I yeah mean, so to return to the yeah. question who do you see winning this what is eventually going to be a large turf war
2: so uh, i mean google wants assistant to eventually replace google mm-hmm. i think that that's where they're sort of coming at this from on um, whether or not it actually does i, I don't know but that's that's what they want. They want Google Assistant to be as synonymous as Google is with with search. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it with all the features that they're adding to it, like the contextual search and uh, what now on. It's not called Now on Tap anymore, I don't think. Uh, it's, just yeah. yeah, it's just
1: it's, Google Now. Yeah, just Google yeah. Now. Yeah.
2: Um, with that, they want that to be sort of like this suite, this search suite that's always available on your phone. Um, so that's where where Google wants to take it. Um, whereas to me, uh, Alexa kind of amazon wanted to be i guess like a smart home assistant to some extent Mm -hmm. the sort of thing that connects all of your disparate smart home products together under one unified thing um and then siri siri's sort of this thing that's fallen behind yeah it doesn't have the same uh integration with apps starting to get to that with i believe it was ios 10 was it ios 10 that they Mm -hmm. added the the third-party integration yeah so we're starting to see that not as much in canada um like I think in the states you can you can like request a lift through it, and, right. and cool stuff like that. I think you can use it with Uber here.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you can certainly send you know like payments using yeah that, that PayPal was something we wrote and, about this yeah. week you know, too. RBC. Um, so
2: I, I I mean to me, Siri's kind of playing catch up. Uh, Amazon's going after after a slightly different market, mm-hmm. and then Google is going all in with this. They want this to be the new Google. Google mm-hmm. Assistant is the new way that you search for everything
3: what about uh, samsung's I, I don't even care about that <laughs> we're not talking about the essay today it, does, Bix- it doesn't ex- it doesn't
2: exist yet
1: um
3: I think bixby is going to be a man for the first time ever are, are you just sure about cool. that <laughs> definitely not for the first time ever but it mm-hmm. is it sounds to you, be a man you A can,
1: you can
2: make Siri a man Siri's so right. a man on my phone but mm-hmm. it's, but the the point is the default is yeah. yeah it's kind of interesting
1: uh so jess what's your take on all of this where do you see how do you see the turf war playing out
4: um in my opinion personally I think that Alexa is the best example of an assistant right now in the true definition of what an assistant should be. Mm-hmm. Um it has thousands of skills. She, it, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess that's where that's that's what yeah. people are worried about in the future, right? The it versus she thing like is it a anyway For whatever. For robots yeah. and AIs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going kay. back to the topic. Um she has thousands of skills and she connects to she connects to tons of devices you can just
1: call it alexa. i'm having a hard
4: time over here <laughs> alexa mm-hmm. um but personally i think that in terms of what a google assist i mean an assistant a digital assistant should be alexa mm-hmm. is far ahead of the google assistant and siri mm-hmm. um if i had to rank them i would probably say alexa google then siri Mm-hmm. Because Google, the Google Assistant, has kind of struck this sweet spot between being um, y- something that helps you and something that brings you forward. Kind of helps you learn a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And what Patrick said about the Google Assistant wanting to be to eventually replace Google Search, I think he's absolutely right about that because. Everything that Google is revolves around its search function, and that's where it gets its Mm -hmm. data from. And what Amazon is is a data company. And while we think of them as the biggest e-commerce company in the world, what they really are is the biggest data company in the world, Mm -hmm. and they have enough information about different aspects of our lives that they can turn that into a great artificial intelligence device for people. But the Google Assistant is different in a sense that it's accessing so much data that doesn't have anything to do with us. It does access our data, but it has so much more information about the world and outside things. So while Alexa kind of connects everything that has, connects everything and makes it insular, Google, mm-hmm. the Google assistant kind of brings us out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Does that make uh, that's sense right. in yeah. the way that yeah. I yeah. sort yeah. of explained that terribly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. No, I
3: agree. And I think that you're right that that Amazon has a better chance than people think. Owning this area, um, you know, the. Amazon Alexa always kind of came out of left field to uh, to uh, surprise everybody, but it has been super successful also because of how open it is for developers. And I Mm -hmm. think that is one huge element of, of this competition in the future is who is going to be the most friendly to developers, who's going to be the most open. And now Siri is obviously seeing that Mm -hmm. and uh, has opened up a lot more, but uh, Alexa has done that so well so far that these third-party integrations have been really delightful. And I don't think we should count out that Samsung AI because it was, it's being made by the same guys who made uh, Siri. Mm-hmm. But we
2: don't even know if it exists.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, they um, definitely
3: acquired that that company.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: So one of the um, you know uh, really kind of important demarcation points when it comes to the difference between Siri and Assistant is that you know, for Google, or excuse me, Apple has put kind of staked its position in the sense saying, you know, your privacy is the most important thing to us, right? Or one of the most important things to us as one of our customers, whereas Google's like, we know everything about you, right? Yeah. And that's, uh,
4: okay. and their argument is, and that's okay, because you can get more out of our products if you keep telling us everything so, about you.
1: I mean, with the current political situation, not just in North America, but throughout the world, how do you see that? Uh, particularly playing out in Canada, right? Where uh, are we just going to kind of acquiesce our rights to privacy, or uh, in favor of a device or at a program that just kind of anticipates all our needs?
2: I think anyone who's already like signed up for Google Now and gone through all of the I agree to this licensing stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they really know the full extent of the the data that they're giving up, but like I mean, Google Now is able to access your Gmail. Like, mm-hmm. it's crawling through your emails, yeah. looking for calendar appointments, looking for who you're talking to. Shipping reminders, um, yeah. So even if, like, it didn't clue into you when you first signed up for it, mm-hmm. when you see that shipping reminder in your Google Now, like, it, it, you have to make that connection. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a little scary to give that much access to a virtual assistant and to a massive, uh, like, conglomerate like, like mm-hmm. Google. Um, and I think that that's a question people are going to have to to sort of answer themselves on an individual basis, whether they feel it's it's worth it or not to have the convenience of this this thing that is always watching everything you're doing, but is designed to make your life a little easier.
4: Well, of course, I mean it's the long-standing argument between privacy and innovation, right? Mm-hmm. So much of what artificial intelligence is is collecting your own data and feeding it back to you in compartmentalized,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. uh,
4: bite-sized little i guess bits <laughs> and with without but, that without yeah. that
2: access like assistant doesn't do like 80 percent of the things it's designed exactly. to do right? so, exactly exactly
4: yeah. mm-hmm. so many people it's like this device is learning from you it's pulling your information and it's giving it back to you that's all it is most of the time and there are certain neural network things at work and more <coughs> advanced versions of this but when it comes to things like google assistant mm-hmm. and Siri that's what they're doing. They're learning directly from you and the information that you put Mm -hmm. into your device and it comes back out to you. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, and I would agree that I think for most people we're already past the point of no return really when it comes to privacy Mm -hmm. Uh, and you could do a detox maybe for for several years. But if you really want to stay within modern day society, uh, there's there's no your privacy is, is already compromised.
1: So I guess my follow-up question yeah. <laughs> uh, before we, but the assistant assistants as they are now, is the trade-off really worth it? Like but all of you have intimated to me in some capacity that you don't think uh, assistant is really adding value to li- your life and yet you've traded, you've given up far more than it's given you, right? Uh, so... <laughs> well,
2: I, so...
3: That's an interesting uh, point, Igor. I mean... <laughs> I think the precursor to Google Assistant is worth it, right? Like Google now is worth it to me. It's very handy. All the Google apps as a web mm-hmm. and the information that they pick up from me and feedback to me, as Jess puts it, that's worth it to me. It's they haven't packaged it quite correctly for a voice AI. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows in the future maybe it's not gonna be a voice AI. Maybe people will never really want a voice AI. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a text AI, whatever. But I think uh, right now I am seeing a lot of value in
2: mm-hmm.
3: in giving up my privacy. Just not yet for the assistants. Now mm-hmm. is
2: really good. I really yeah. like now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I would preface it by saying that. And I just don't see the benefit really from assistant. But you don't you don't have a choice. You're giving up your 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 data to both of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. Um so as we kind of wind down today, um, how about in addition to our shoutouts, you give one Google Assistant tip? Oh,
3: okay. Well I think um I think the thing that really makes Google Assistant the most handy is its integration with I F T T T. If then then that. <gasps> that <was mine. laughs> if this then <laughs> that. that. <laughs> Sorry. I'll find it. Um there. because there's a lot of things that that Google Assistant can't do yet and sort of making these uh, proto coding um, uh-huh. tools or recipes as they're called in IFTTT uh, really makes it helpful to be more functional. Like you can say, um, send a note on Slack by voice or make these recipes that will add a little more functionality.
2: Mm-hmm. So the the one that I like the most.
1: Oh. So just give your shout out and then. Oh, you're gonna do both, okay, Actually, cool. Yeah, yeah, and then, or how about this? Uh, do what you were gonna do. So okay, your, cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mistakes. Sorry. So listeners.
2: location-based design uh, reminders, I think, are pretty cool. We're mm-hmm. like, um, for example, so Google Assistant and Google Now—they're tracking everything that you're doing. They know when you're at your office. They know when you're at home. Um, if there's a specific task that you're worried you're gonna forget about, but mm-hmm. you need to do as soon as you get to work, mm-hmm. you can set up Google Assistant to send you a reminder as soon as you get to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've used that in the past when I was using the Pixel. I'm right now. Um, on the iPhone 7, but when I was using the Pixel, I I did that quite frequently to remind me to um, whether it's like to bring something specific, uh, like as soon as I'm leaving work, mm-hmm. um, or to bring something in, or to bring uh, the Last Guardian for Igor. Um, Thank you for bringing that in, by the way. <laughs> so I, I found that I found that very useful, and it's a simple thing, but it it helped my life out quite mm-hmm. a bit.
1: Jess,
4: um, read the licensing agreement.
1: <laughs> great, great tip. Thank you. Uh, my tip would be if you've already, uh, you know, uh, gone to the crossroads and agreed to the devil's offer, is uh, take advantage of Google uh, Assistant's daily briefing uh, option. So you just say, "Okay, Google, give me my daily briefing." Uh, it will tell you the weather, uh, unfortunately in Fahrenheit, but you know, uh, and it will uh, pull news from your daily news sources, and that's something you can set. Uh, one of the great options there is that you can kind of Google cast it to, you know, let's say if you have one of a speaker or something. And so you can listen to, for instance, NPR as you're getting ready uh, and get caught up with the news. Uh, so shout outs, uh, starting with Jess.
4: Oh, no, you're going to have to start with Patrick. <laughs>
1: Patrick. Was my shout
2: out Zelda last week? I don't remember.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. But if you have something I'm, new I'm to still, share about Zelda, I'm, I'm still, still playing,
2: playing Zelda. Um, Why don't you just marry it? I wouldn't mind doing that. We would have a pretty, pretty fruitful relationship, <laughs> me and me and uh, Breath of the Wild. I, I'm still playing it, and I mean that's that's something that I can't say about a lot of games that I get it really into and get hyped on, and then no longer want to play again three days later. Um, I'm still playing it. I'm probably actually going to finish it, which is another Whoa. rarity for me. Yeah. Um, and I probably, I think, spent more than 40, 50 hours on it in the last oh, week what? and a bit, which is crazy for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a good game. Buy it.
0: Rose?
3: (laughs) Uh, My shout-out goes to Google because it just released these, well, their campus expansion plans that came out through Mountain View, Mm -hmm. and uh, the pictures are pretty stunning. It's sort of, you know, if Mm -hmm. you think of it, like it's competing with Apple's spaceship plans for its new campus, Mm -hmm. and there's one that kind of looks like this meringue meringue pie on top. Like it's just a series of like weird tents on top Mm -hmm. of a bunch of buildings. That uh,
4: looks pretty cool.
2: Maybe it is Meringue Pie. Ooh-hoo. Maybe Whoa. that's what the new version of Android is going to be called, Meringue Pie. And oh. you just like broke the news <laughs> right there with that connection.
4: <laughs>
3: wow. You heard it here first, guys.
1: Uh. <laughs>
4: Um, I'm going to shout out my app of the week this week because we are actually talking about artificial intelligence. And this is an app that relies on artificial intelligence to recognize objects that you hold up to the camera and Mm -hmm. pull up a whole bunch of search links to tell you more about these things. And I think that's really cool. I think it's going to be something that will come into play when in shopping and in a lot of online activities that people are engaging in and maybe even something we can use every day as we're walking on the street. Mm -hmm. So the app is called blip ar but i thought it was called blipper for the oh, longest yeah. time i named
2: the file like <laughs> when i took the header image i named it
1: blipper yeah
4: it's called blip ar that. yeah so i think it's pretty cool if you want to try it out uh
1: my shout out goes to one douglas here uh, he's if you've obviously heard he's uh, a bit sick but he toughed it out to come and help us it's a good shout out solid thanks out. buddy um so thank you again for listening to the syrupcast uh if you like what you've heard please give us a review on itunes and whatever podcasting platform of your choice um also make sure to smash that like That's button right. whether it be on facebook twitter uh instagram what your social smash network it of multiple choice, times multiple times um no youtube this week but we'll be back next week we'll be back on youtube uh we'll be once again a video podcast as well uh so yeah thank you for listening take it easy
3: see you next week yeah. jeff russard lives